This is the Big Fit Girl Uncensored Podcast, produced in partnership with Live Feisty Media. I'm your host, Louise Green, fitness professional, author, and activist for size inclusivity and elevating people to their highest potential. This isn't a podcast about burpees and salads, but rather the underbelly of what it means to be truly well. We unpack it all, fitness for all sizes, mental health, body positivity, racism, bias, breaking down all the stereotypes that exist in our world. And that is just the tip of the iceberg. Thanks for joining me on this ride. Now, here we go. Okay, today on the show, I have Amanda LeCount, who is a dancer who many of you must be well aware of, but if you are not aware of her, we're going to talk about all the great things that she's been up to and her career, and I just want to welcome you to the show. Uh, Thank you. I'm so excited to talk to you, and thank you for having me. I'm excited. (laughs) Yeah, so... You know, there's a lot to talk about because there's been so much happening for you. But I always like to start from the very beginning where we kind of get a sense of how this all came about. And Mm -hmm. I read in your bio that this, you started dancing when you were two. Now, Mm -hmm. I have a son and I remember what he was like when he was two. And I don't know that, you know, that's really young. So what was it about you that your mom was like, or dad, was like, we have to get her into dance. Yeah, um, it all started because I have a very big family. I have six siblings, and they're all older than me, and two of them are sisters, and they danced at the time. And my mom would have to take me to the dance studio a lot of the time because she was a single mom, so she, she would take me everywhere with her, pretty much. And so whenever we were at the dance studio, I would be staring through the window. Or if music was playing, I'd be, like, bouncing up and down all over the place. And I think she just had, like, that mom sixth sense where she knew that I really wanted to be in there and knew that I'd probably like it. And so she put me into my first dance class at two years old, and the rest is history, pretty much. Incredible. So was it a specific type of dance, or...? Yeah, um, when you first start out, it's pretty common that you do these classes called combo classes, and that's pretty much, like, 20 minutes of tap, 20 minutes of ballet, and 20 minutes of jazz. So it's, it's the time of one class but they put in three different styles because obviously when you're so young you're not going to take like five hours of dance in a day (laughs) like you that's not possible and so they kind of break it up into little sections and so that's what I started out doing and I didn't even get into hip-hop till I was maybe like seven or eight. Wow I wonder what it's like to teach a group of two-year-olds tap and like I mean like herding cats and just wrangling little toddlers I mean I, yeah, I think I that that would be a bit, bit of a challenge. It would be a lot of fun, but yeah, definitely would be a challenge to get them all to focus and actually pay attention. Yeah. So you were dancing throughout your childhood. You eventually got into hip hop. And was do you remember a specific time that you started to realize or started to be treated differently Was there like that moment where you and your mom were like, wait a second? (laughs) 
Yeah. Um, I would say I started, I wouldn't say there was like one specific time, but I started noticing that I was being kind of looked at differently or I would kind of hear whispering mm. and I knew it was about me. That started happening when I was maybe around eight or nine years old. But um, even though I, I noticed that I was being treated differently before this, when I was 10 or 11, this is a moment that honestly is a very pivotal moment in my life and career and has a lot to do with the person I am today. And I went to this studio in Colorado where I'm from. And keep in mind, the studio director actually asked me to go to his studio. I was not planning on it, but he, beg he literally begged me to go to this studio. And I was, I was excited. I was like, oh yeah, like if he really wants me there, he'll probably invest a lot of time and energy to try to help me improve. So I was really excited. And after the year being on his team, it, it was a great year. He comes up to my mom and I, out of the blue, we were not expecting this at all. And he says, hey, I'm sorry, but Amanda's body type doesn't fit my vision I have for my team. It came so, it was like so far left. Like it came from out of nowhere. And it was very traumatic, honestly. I was only 10 or 11. And to have someone that I looked up to so much and that I thought was a mentor and someone that I was inspired by, to have them really tear me down like that, it, it hurt very much. But I was really lucky that I had a mom that I, I really respect my mom because it's easy for parents to like baby their kid. And if something bad happens to them, they're like, oh my gosh, like, are you okay? Like, this sucks, poor you. But obviously she like felt bad for me. But at the, like, after a few days, she was like, okay, Amanda, this happened. Like, we can't change it now. We're just gonna have to get over it. And you know, this is one person's opinion. It is not the end of the world. So she kind of like tough loved me <laughs> and was like, okay, I get that this hurt, but like, we can't stay on this forever. Like we have to move on or else you're going to go nowhere in life. <laughs> so I think it was really beneficial that I had a mom that understood that I was hurt, but also didn't let me get to a super low point, if that makes sense. Like she really forced me to get out of that and to just move on. But that was definitely an experience that um, really opened my eyes to how stereotypical and how shallow like the entertainment industry is. So. 100%. I bet you that was a really tough moment for her being a mom myself. Like I, I understand her position where, okay, it's time to like brush yourself off. This isn't going to stop us. But in all honesty, that moment probably depending on how the parent felt about themselves could have been mm -hmm. the end of everything. It could have been like, you know what, they're right. You know? And I just think you talk about your mom a lot in your story and I just think right on to her, you know, like right on to you, but right on to her because she wasn't going to allow that to shake you. She wasn't going yeah. to allow that to shake either one of you in this journey to where you're supposed to be. And that's where you're going. Right. So yeah. what a cool story. But I've heard from many clients that have had a dance history that it is extremely unforgiving. Mm -hmm. And it really created a lot of body image issues for them. So yeah. how, did you, how have you coped with that? Because that can't just be one isolated incident. How, how do you cope with it? Um, yeah, that definitely wasn't the only time something like that has happened to me. Um, 
especially once I moved to LA. I moved to LA when I was about to turn 14. And since living here for five years, I've had countless experiences like that, whether it be at an audition and me getting cut right away because I'm too big or I don't have the right look or literally people in the industry talking bad about me because <laughs> of my body type and saying that, you know, I, I don't deserve what I'm getting or blah, blah, blah. Um, I deal with this all the time. And I think I just kind of learned that people are always going to have something negative to say about you, whether I looked like a super thin tall model or not, they're going to have something negative. So there's no point in me trying to please everyone because that's not possible. Like not everyone's going to love you. And it's kind of just something that as you grow up, you have to realize and be like, okay, they don't like me. That's fine. Cool. Like whatever. Um, and I've always said that I'd rather be hated for the person that I actually am rather than like love for this fake person I'm trying to mm -hmm. be to please society because that's just, I, I couldn't live with myself if I did that, if I was just trying to, to please everyone else. Because then you're not living your life. Like, you're living someone else's life. So you're, you're not living your truth. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're not living your truth. Um, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Sorry, I just was like, because oh. there's been so many guests that we talk about living your truth. And it's like almost every single person that comes on the show, they have this moment where they're like, I'm just living my truth. I'm not doing it for people anymore because it keeps us mentally unwell. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Now, what's interesting is that when people say you're not part of my vision, how, like I am 100% sure because of I, I followed you, we've had some interactions over the years. I'm 100% sure that you have influenced thousands of people because you put yourself out there and live your truth in the body that you have right now. So it's, it's ironic when we hear people say, that's not part of my vision. Like what, what is your vision here? Because my vision is to show the world that you really can do whatever you want in the body that you have right now. And you have a hashtag that's breaking the stereotype and that is so just rings so true because that's exactly what you're doing, especially in the world of dance. Um, how do you think your representation is impacting people? Oh my gosh. Um, well, it's kind of crazy for me because I am aware that I, I do inspire people and that's like so amazing. And I'm so grateful to even have that opportunity. But on the other side, it's almost like it doesn't, resonate in my head like how much of an impact I have on people so when people tell me these amazing stories I mean there was this one girl and hopefully I won't cry because sometimes I cry but she was in the hospital because she had tried to commit suicide a couple of days mm. before and she dm me and said like hey I just came across your Instagram and you made me smile and you made me feel better about myself. And that is like the most rewarding thing someone could ever tell me. Like I would rather get one message like that than literally get my dream job. Like that just makes my heart so like full inside. And that really shows me that what I'm doing, even though it's hard sometimes, and I still have people that, you know, count me out or second guess me, like that makes up for everything I've gone through leading up to now. Um, but I think the reason, with that being said, I think the reason that I impact so many people is because 
a lot of people are scared to mm-hmm. to be themselves and to do what they've always dreamt of doing and I totally understand that like it's a very scary thing to do and you have to be very brave to put yourself out there for the world to judge you and that's what I do like for my career is literally just putting myself out there and if you love it great if you hate it whatever um so I think that I impact them so much because I can be an example for them and I can be someone that they can look up to and say like oh well she's doing it like maybe I can do it too because something I always say is I want to be the person that I didn't have growing up for other people so you know I didn't have anyone like me in pretty much any entertainment industry at all that I could look up to and say oh I want to be like them it was more like well I don't look like any of these people can I be successful? Like, Mm -hmm. it was kind of like a question of whether it was even worth me trying. So the fact that I can be like a a sense of hope for other young kids is, is amazing. Yeah, because when you can't see a representation to yourself, it has this element of unknown. It was like when I became a runner, I this was a long time ago before Instagram. So we didn't have the luxury of going to Instagram and searching, you know, plus size runner hashtag Mm -hmm. or whatever. Right. So I was like, do, do big people even run? Is this a thing? Like, am I going to, am I going to combust? Am I going to die? And (laughs) am I going to vomit? Like, I don't know what's going to happen because I never seen it. Like any magazine I looked up, they know people were like more than half the size of me. They Mm -hmm. didn't look like me. And there just was no, um, there was just no evidence whether I could be successful. So to be a pioneer as you are and to put yourself out there and, and, you know, again, kudos to your mom, because I'm sure that that leadership was like, no, we're doing this because you've got the talent. Mm -hmm. Let's go. Putting yourself out there is, is, is extremely vulnerable. And I remember when I started my career in the beginning, um, because I focused on plus size fitness, there was a lot of media attention. And I remember this one article that was very controversial and, and I was being called out and people were angry. And, and I remember being like, I want to die. I want to crawl under my bed and never come out. And I was mortified. If that happened to me today, I'd be like, think what you want. I don't care. Like I've built this muscle of, I really actually do not care what other people think of me. I'm doing this for myself and I'm doing this to be a representation for other women to follow their athletic dreams, fitness dreams, movement dreams, whatever they want to call it in the body they have now. So I think it is a muscle. And I think for the people out there that look at you and say, I could never do that. Well, it's not something like you just stepped out one day with full of confidence. This is something that confidence is built in the doing. Would you say Mm -hmm. so? Yes, definitely. I, even though I would say that I did have some confidence just from the beginning, which I think I probably got from my mom. um, I definitely think that I've gained more and more confidence throughout the years. And once I, I kind of learned more about myself and I, I, how do I say this? Like, after I moved to LA, I've seen so much growth in myself, both, you know, just dance wise, but also, you know, maturity and just the type of person I am and my confidence. Um, I definitely think that it's uh, a learning experience, I guess. 
um, as far as confidence, you're not just going to like one day look at yourself and be like, I'm perfect. And then you're never going to be insecure again. Like that's Mm -hmm. not going to happen. And even people now, like sometimes on my Instagram, I feel like people see the type of things I post and the things I say and think that, oh, I'm just invincible and I'm never insecure and I never have bad days. And that is so unrealistic like that could not be farther from the truth um yes I'm confident but just because you're confident doesn't mean you're never insecure and just because you're insecure a lot of the time doesn't mean you're never confident so Mm -hmm. I think people need to realize that everyone has a percentage of both and you just want to have obviously more confidence but you're never going to completely get rid of that insecurity and that's okay you know we're human like you don't have to be perfect all the time That's absolutely the human condition. But like you say, building the muscle of confidence can take time. And uh, I think it's just repetitive, one foot in front of the other, keep putting yourself out there, keep doing it. So just a little while ago, and I don't know why you mentioned this in in our conversation, you said my perfect dream job. Um, What would that be? Like, what is, because I'm going to read out some of your gigs here and they're pretty hefty gigs what is your like after all of this what is it um I don't that's a hard question because there are so many different things that I'd love to do um but I okay I'm gonna give a few examples I would say one going on a tour is like my dream with an artist Ariana Grande is my biggest dream but we'll see about that she's never toured with anyone plus size so We'll see, Um, but I still love her and she is very inclusive. She had a guy dancing in heels her last tour, so you never know. Um, And then for me personally, like my individual like dream job is for myself to be able to go on some sort of tour and just talk to people and inspire people and perform um, and kind of do like a tour of like Amanda's TED talk, like just trying to share my story and hopefully inspire people through my story. That would definitely be my dream. I love talking to people and meeting new people and hearing their story because I feel like a lot of the time people think that like, oh my gosh, Amanda's amazing. Like I'm so inspired by her, which is awesome. But a lot of the time I'm inspired by the people I meet. I've heard so many amazing stories throughout the years and they inspire me just as much as I inspire them. So it's, it's a very, you know, we both benefit off of it. Um, so that would be like my personal dream. So yeah, those are my two probably. All right. Let me, let me get to, to your list here. Cause when I was reading it, I was like, no way, no way, no way. I was just like, okay. So Amanda LeCount, um, your career has really taken off over the years. You have danced and been featured with Megan Trainer on the Ellen show with Keila Settle from The Greatest Showman, dancing with Disney's Descendants 2, danced on The Voice. You've danced in Katy Perry's Swish Swish music video. You've performed at Coachella with Lizzo. You've danced in Lady Gaga's Stupid Love music video and most, recent, most recently, danced on America's Got Talent, which is, I saw it and I'm like, I need to talk to that girl. (laughs) First of all, before we talk about America's Got Talent, can we talk about some of these other experiences? Because they're, they're pretty, like, this is not just, you know, at the local um, farmer's market on Saturday morning (laughs) kind of thing. This is, this is big time. 
did you, what was it like on the Ellen show? I saw the episode. Oh my gosh. Um, it was great. Um, being on the Ellen show was always a dream of mine. I've always wanted to be on it and to be on it with someone like Kiala, who is just so supportive and such like a genuine person. Like she is the sweetest person I've ever met in my life. Um, and the fact that she let me be a part of her performance, like I'm sure she was just as excited to have her time. And the fact that she was so willing to let me also have some like time to shine, like I'm just so grateful for her. And I love her so much and it was amazing. And the fact that it was to a song like This Is Me, um, which is obviously very much my brand talking about, you know, this is the person I am, whether you like it or not, like I'm gonna keep doing me. Um, so it was just like a perfect mix of everything. Um, and I also got to choose um, the dancers I danced with and the choreographer. So that was amazing just because I've had, <laughs> this is gonna sound a little shady, but I've had, a lot of dancers who don't really like me or don't really approve of what I do or don't get why I get some of these jobs. Um, and so I got to choose people that have always been supportive from the beginning and that I know work hard and that, you know, are, are nice people. Um, so it was really great for me because I got to reward people that have always been nice to me. So it was kind of just like a full circle moment and it was honestly a perfect day and I mean, I didn't really get to meet Ellen. She she came up to each of us and said like hi, but obviously it's not like I like sat down with Ellen. Yeah. And was like, how are you? Um, but she was really nice. <laughs> the fact that the show even had me on was amazing. That's cool. That's interesting that you say that some people are kind of like, I don't get why you get these opportunities. Well, I absolutely do get it. <laughs> For one, you are a very talented dancer, but also because you're. I think we need diversity. We need to see different types of body types. And, you know, there, there, there can be sometimes, um, oh, let's throw that big girl in there because, you know, that tokenizing. Have you ever felt like that? Oh, my gosh, all the time. And it's, it's hard because I think a lot of the time the reason people say, like, I don't get why, you know, she, she gets all these things. Um, and I think they kind of are saying that I use being body positive and like trying to break the stereotype as like a gimmick or like me trying to find something to, um, get put to get myself farther in my career and kind of using it as like a crutch. And that is not it at all. Like I genuinely want to change the dance industry as much as possible. And I am not doing this necessarily because I want to see more big girls in, you know, dance jobs. Of course, I would love that. But it's more that I want people to consider everyone. I still want it to be about the talent because my talent comes first. I don't want people to think like, oh, she's a body positivity, posit positive girl. Like, can she dance? And like, then think about my dancing. I want my talent to speak for itself. And then with me doing these jobs comes me breaking stereotypes and me showing people that, you know, um, anything is possible. But I, I don't want people to see my body first, if that makes sense. And I just want everyone to be on the same playing field. So I think that's what happens a lot of the time is people um, 
misinterpret my message and think that, oh, I don't want skinny dancers in the entertainment industry. No, that is not it at all. I have no problem with anybody. I think obviously all bodies are beautiful. I just want people that look like me to have the same opportunities and to be looked at as equal and then let the dancing speak for itself. Because I feel like a lot of the time it's like plus size people have to be three times as good as Mm -hmm. someone who is the typical dancer to get a job. So I just want it to be equal. I don't want one to be above the other. But I don't, you know, like you don't get jobs like the jobs that you've got just because, oh, let's throw in that big girl. Like the, the talent does have to speak for itself. I mean, I could see if you were like going from the farmer's market to, you know, like some other community event, like let's just throw her in. But you're not dancing with Lady Gaga because your your only merit is, you know, you're, you are breaking a certain stereotype. It's because the mm-hmm. talent backs it up. Mm-hmm. So Awesome. I love that. I love that because I think part of breaking the stereotype is we don't think that big people can dance like that, right? So when you come onto the scene based on your talent and merit and you just blow it out of the water, it's like you're speaking for so many millions of people. Um, so did you get to meet Lady Gaga at all? Did you get a handshake? Was there anything like that? Um, she is so sweet. She met everyone, uh, after the first rehearsal she came to, every single person got to go up to her and say, hi, like, thank you for having us or whatever. She is so sweet and she's so passionate about what she does. Like, it was honestly just an inspiring experience. Like, yes, it was cool to dance with her. But more than that, like, I'm just so grateful for the actual experience because being there in those rehearsing hours and at the shoot, like, I got to see how her, like, creative process works. And I can tell you that every single thing she does is 100% her. Like, if she doesn't like the concept, she changes every single thing she doesn't like. If she doesn't like her outfit, she changes it. If she doesn't like the makeup, she does it herself. Like, she is so, like, it's 100% her vision. And, like, it made me respect her even more than I already did. Um, Because I feel like a lot of the time artists, it's, like, not that they don't do any of the work, but it's not really them doing it. Like, someone else comes up with a music video and someone else comes up with these ideas. But Lady Gaga, it's, like, she's so heavily involved. And it just really inspired me to um, just be authentic. And, like, after we danced, Uh, the music video for the first time and we showed her she was crying and she was like thank you guys so much for being here and I'm so excited and this means so much to me like she's just amazing and such like a genuine artist it was really inspiring how cool is that where did that shoot um we actually shot that like three hours away from LA like in the desert somewhere Um, It was really hot. We were in the middle of nowhere. (laughs) And we actually had to stay there for like three days. So we were at this like motel in the middle of nowhere. Um, But it was a really fun experience. Is that filming of that video in her documentary? Um, I, did her documentary already come out? Or is it coming out later? No, Uh, probably not. Probably not. I'm sure they finished the documentary like a year ago and they've just been editing it and working on it. So I doubt it was in it, um, okay. but I haven't seen it. Maybe. Okay, because there's a music video in the middle of the desert where everyone's like dancing and... 
then because that's pretty much what we were yeah. doing. So yeah, it could be then. So cool. What a great experience. Did you meet Katy Perry? I love Katy Perry. Oh, yes, I did. Um, <laughs> that was kind of a different experience than any of these other ones because it wasn't really like a job or I didn't audition for it. Um, it was actually a contest she had. And so all of these professional dancers in LA were posting an Instagram video to her song. And she just said that she was going to choose one person to be featured in the video out of all these hundreds of thousand dance videos and for like a week I saw all my friends doing it and I was like eh, I don't really feel like doing it like I don't think I really have a chance at this I just didn't really want to to be honest um not because I don't love her obviously she's amazing but I just didn't think I had a chance um but after a few days of thinking about it I was like you know what what do I have to lose nothing like I can just do another fun video post it and if something happens great if not I got to dance um, and so I did this little video tour song. Um, I rented this studio for like 30 minutes. I had my phone propped up on the ballet bar. Like it was so like amateur and not professional at all where like other people are hiring these videographers to like film these crazy videos and lights. And I didn't do that. Um, and I posted it. And then about a week later, I got a call from her music video producer, I think, or um, her record label. And they called and they were like, hey, we saw your video to um, Katy Perry's Swish Swish and we want you to be a part of the video or something like that. And I was in the car with my mom and I was like, oh my gosh, mom, like I got it. And I was genuinely shocked. Like, obviously I am not a cocky person, but most of the time when I think I'm gonna get something or I think I'm gonna get a job, I'm pretty spot on just because I've kind of learned how to read the choreographers auditioning me. Um, but I genuinely thought I had no chance with this. And so when I got the call, I was genuinely so surprised. Um, but after that, getting back into when I met her, um, she came up to me and she was like, <laughs> hi. <laughs> she was like, hi, like, oh my gosh, you're so amazing. Um, I saw your video and I just knew it from like the second I saw you and I love everything you stand for. So like she knew everything. She knew my message. She had like uh, scrolled through my Instagram because she mentioned like this one hand stall I do. And she was like, I want you to do that in the video. Um, so it was really cool because honestly, I thought she wouldn't have actually picked it. I thought maybe it was like her, her producers or like the director chose, but she actually took the time to look at them. Um, and she genuinely chose. So the fact that I, I, I actually got chosen by her was such a cool feeling. Um, and, it, and it really helped me gain more confidence from that experience because I was like, oh, this is a huge like celebrity. And obviously she knows talent when she sees it. Um, so it really helped me get more confident and be like, no, you know what? I'm a great dancer and I can do this. Cause that was more towards the beginning of my dance career. I hadn't really done anything big. So it was it was like my first big job and I was so excited. But on that note, she was amazing. She's great. I hope so much that that guy in Colorado uh -huh. <laughs> saw oh, that yeah. or saw you on the Ellen show or sees you in like I hope so badly. I'm sorry that I wasn't part of your vision, but <laughs> now I'm kicking it with Lady Gaga. <laughs> funny because I have my mom's still friends with one of the parents whose kids still dance 
dances there. And she, even though her kid still dances there, she still like supports me and a hundred percent like gets my message and she disagrees with what he said, but obviously her daughter loves it so much. She's not going to take her out or anything. Um, but we actually ask her all the time, like, Hey, do you know, if Brian saw this or like, do you know if he saw that? Yes. I just said his name. Yikes. I never say his name. Um, but do you know if he saw this? Um, and she's like, oh yeah, like he knows. We talk about it all the time. Like all the parents were always talking about it and I guarantee you he hears. And then also what's really funny is I was the cover of Dance Spirit Magazine in November, 2018. And first of all, that was a huge deal for me because I've always dreamt of just being in the magazine. But every dance studio pretty much in the country like is subscribed to that magazine. And I know oh for a fact he is. And so I just wish I could have seen his face when he like opened the package and it's just like me standing there. Like, I wish I could have seen his face when he saw that I was the cover. Um, but it's okay. I don't need to see his face. I know that he, he knows that he was wrong and that he probably regrets what he said. Um, so it's a great feeling and I'm sure That's, he's watching. I just love it. I love it. Yeah. Revenge is like the biggest, just like crazy success. Just like, Sorry, I wasn't part of your vision, buddy. <laughs> I love it. All right, let's talk about dum dum dum. America's Got Talent. Like, what a huge, like, after all of these other really big opportunities, what a huge, huge opportunity to go on the show. So, how did that come about? Um, it's actually a really crazy story because three years ago I had auditioned for the show um, and I got through to the producer's round. So before you even get to go in front of the judges, you have to go through like three rounds before that. Yeah. Um, and I made it to in front of the producers and then the network disapproved. So either they didn't like me or whatever. So they disapproved three years ago. And then I told my mom, I was like, you know what? I'm never auditioning again. Like I'm never doing it. They didn't want me then. They're not going to, like, have me later. Um, but then I actually got an email from one of the producers, and they were like, hey, we'd love to have audition. And I was like, okay, you know what? Fine. And so I actually, this time, I got to go straight in front of the judges. So I didn't do any of the rounds before. Um, so my first audition was the audition you saw. Um, wow. And I honestly contemplated doing it because – at this point, like I, I have made a name for myself and I do have a career. So I feel like a lot of people, when they go on the show, they have nothing to lose, right? Well, it's like, I kind of did have something to lose because if I were to choke or if they were to hate me or think I was terrible, that could really ruin my name. Um, mm. So I did have a lot to lose, but I decided to do it because one, obviously great exposure um, and just getting in front of so many people is amazing but also I knew that I wanted to do it for other people so I could inspire even more people hopefully um and it was overall I would say it was a good experience um obviously if you've seen it you know that not everyone was like my biggest fan um but I've been dealing with that for years like we kind of talked about before so yeah. it didn't faze me too much um, but I was really happy that for the most part, I had such an amazing reaction from like the people that watched, um, and fans of the show. So it was really amazing. And actually, I don't know when exactly my episode is, 
but judges cuts start this week. So keep an eye out for that. Okay. So when you go, okay, so this show has not aired. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Or it has, it hasn't. Um, my first audition did and I got okay. through and then judges cuts is the next round. Okay. So that's kind but of, it's already been filmed. It's already been done. So we don't know what happens. No. Okay. Okay. So when these, okay. So your audi audition went on t television and it also went viral. Like it went pretty mm -hmm. big and wide. When things like that happen for you, do you, does it, does it bring about more opportunity? Are you getting more calls? Are you getting like, how does, um, how does that work? Honestly, for, I would say I've had a few viral videos in the past um, before I even really had a career. Um, a few of my like class videos got millions of views. Um, and that probably helped me more than now, just because now I, I already do have a following and I do have a name for myself. So I wouldn't say that like it got me more like jobs. If anything, it just gave me the opportunity to get in front of more people um, and inspire more people, which in my eyes is even better because obviously that's like my goal. So I, I still got a lot of benefits from being on the show. Awesome. What's it like walking out onto the stage of America's Got Talent? Like Simon Cowell, like is he, I would think that he's terrifying. I mean, he can be so nice, but he can be so terrifying. How are you um, feeling? <laughs> Yeah, it was definitely intimidating. Um, before I did my audition, I thought that if anyone was gonna not like me, it would be him. Um, just because he is the like harshest and most judgmental judge on the panel, in my opinion. And he is very honest. If he thinks you're crap, he will tell you like you suck. So I was really nervous for him. But the funny thing is actually, he was probably my favorite judge and the one who actually liked me the most. So it was honestly a real surprise. And then Heidi's the one that really hated me. So I, I was kind of like shocked because that was not what I was expecting at all. Um, but it was a little intimidating. But also I think I had um, uh, a leg up from the other contestants just because this is what I do like for a living. I'm used to performing in front of thousands of people. Like I've performed at People's Choice Awards. I've performed for We Day. Like I've performed for bigger groups than this. So I wasn't too scared about that. Mm -hmm. um, and also I just love performing. So more than being nervous, I was just excited. That's so cool. So I was, I went through some articles before our interview just to get the quotes of what actually went down. So we're watching you dance. I'm watching you kill it. And then uh, happens, right? And it was Heidi Klum. Mm -hmm. So, but what everyone wanted to know in this article is why Heidi Klum buzzed the act so quickly, especially when the audience was enjoying it so much. And she says, I love your vibe, but your, your spirit, your energy, I just don't think it's a million dollar act. I'm sorry, she said. So when mm -hmm. she says this, how does, what, are you just like brushing it off like everything else you have pretty much done through um, your career? <laughs> it's hard because I don't know how really to explain it, but it was kind of a mix of both. Like, part of me was like, oh, who cares about her opinion? But then part of me was, like, devastated. So it was kind of, like, a mix of both. And I think in the moment, I was just so, like, numb almost. I was like, what's happening? Like, because I, 
I honestly wasn't expecting that. Um, I, I knew that there was a possibility of them not liking me, but I really didn't think I was bad enough to get a buzzer. Um, that really shocked me if I'm being honest and not because I think I'm the best dancer in the world, but I, I know in my heart that I did not deserve the buzzer. It's fine if you say no, but like to buzz someone in the middle of their act, like 30 seconds in, is really kind of disrespectful to me. Um, and so while she was telling me this, I was kind of like, well, this doesn't make any sense. Because if you look at what she said, she's like, I love you. You're amazing. Like your dancing was great. Mm -hmm. You have such high energy. And then she's like, no, I hated it. It just yeah. didn't really add up to me. And I was like, what? And if you also watch the video, she's smiling. And then all of a sudden she's just like, eh, boom. I'm like, where is this coming from? Like, it honestly didn't make sense to me because honestly, I'd rather have you just a hundred percent hate me than like try to give me positive feedback and then be like, no, you know what I mean? Like you're giving me very mixed critique. Like just tell me you really like me or tell me you hate me so I'm not confused. Um, but obviously I have like no hard feelings towards her. Like it's her job to judge. Um, and it's not my fault that she can't, couldn't see my talent. Like I know I'm talented. Millions of people know I'm talented and one supermodel isn't going to like tear me down. You know what I mean? Do you think that some of that's contrived though, because it's reality television, like somebody's got to not like you because mm -hmm. then it creates more buzz mm -hmm. around the performance? Yeah, I honestly don't know because I've had a few people tell me like, oh, well, do you think maybe like production told her to do that because they knew that it would like kind of create buzz around your audition. And I, I mean, obviously I don't know. They didn't tell me that. So I wasn't in on that. If that was a plan, I had no idea. Um, but I, for me personally, I don't think Heidi would go along with that because she would know that it would give her a lot of bad press so personally I don't think it was like set up um I just think she genuinely didn't think I was good enough for the show which you know that's her opinion so so even though she buzzed you um mm -hmm. you still got to go to the next like that doesn't mean you're kicked out no um yeah because I got three yeses from the other judges so if you get three you're put through um and so yeah I got put through to the next round and um yeah you guys will see what happens if Heidi likes me the next round or if she still hates me or <laughs> you'll see what happens uh, either this week or probably next week so cool I need to look at when that's on and maybe I can put it in the show notes so that we, can, we don't miss it so how old are you I am 19 years old right on so one, I think what's really important about that is because I'm in my 40s now, and I think that, like, I was really immersed in diet culture through my, probably from I was 18 to, like, I was, like, early 30s, like, really battling my body, trying everything, and it wasn't until I got older and kind of after I had my son where I was like, I just birthed a human being, like my body is a miracle. Like that's when I started to be like, Hey, wait a second. I'm, this is, this is kind of cool. Like I, I believe in my body, but I didn't have that when I was 18 or 19. I didn't have, nobody was telling me that having a bigger body was cool or okay, or um, there wasn't a body positive movement. So I think what you're doing is there's a lot of older women's 
when I say older, I use that lightly, but there's a lot of um, women in their 30s and 40s that are in the body positive movement that have kind of moved through a process. But it's very rare that we see somebody your age that is talking to people that are in their teens and early 20s saying, hey, wait a second, um, you don't have to be you know, driven by diet culture, you can accept your body, you can do amazing things with it. So do you, do you get that a lot as like people looking up to you as a role model in that regard? Like put the dancing aside for a second. Yeah. Um, I definitely think a big part of my, I don't want to say like fans or followers, cause that's like weird to me. I think of them more as like friends I guess than like my fans I don't know like that feels like so like wrong to me (laughs) but I think that uh probably at least half my the people that follow my Instagram aren't dancers like they they really don't Mm -hmm. care about dance it's more that they they love the message and that they probably for a lot of them had a hard time growing up with body issues themselves and it's inspiring to see someone that was their age when they had so many body issues be so confident and trying to share this message of body positivity um and I mean a lot of my my fan base is actually in their like 30s to 40s um which surprises a lot of people um but like I said I think it's because they they like seeing someone that that is doing what they wish they would have done you know what I mean that that is just loving themselves the way they are and trying to change the world and society's standards. Um, but this fun little story, it's really quick, I promise. Um, nope, take your time. time <laughs> one time I was teaching a class in New York and this like 45 year old uh, woman comes to my class and she is just so happy to be there. And immediately, immediately when I see her, I just, I love her. I can tell that she's just she just has that personality where it's like the joy is just like beaming from her like body. You could just tell as soon as you saw her. And I was just doing this like fun little Q&A before the class. And she raised her hand. and I'm like, yeah. And she goes, hey, this isn't really a question. But I just want to tell you that I wore my first like two piece swimsuit to the beach the other day at like 45 years old because of you. And that just like made me so happy. Like things like that are again like the reason why I do what I do um and so I love the fact that even as like a 19 year old and you know I feel like a lot of the time people think that young people are are so naive and they have so much growing to do and they're so immature um and things like that but I think I prove that you know young people have a message and and they can inspire people just as much as you know people that are older than them and that our voice should matter just as much as people that are older than us. Um, so it's really, it's really fun for me to have people that, you know, are like my mom's age telling me that I inspire them. That's probably like my favorite thing to hear is telling, is hearing from 50 year old women that like I'm their role model. (laughs) That's awesome. Because it's not about the bathing suit, right? Like it's great to be able to wear a bathing suit to the beach but what that actually is is a is a liberation it's a it's a full o- over overall liberation of of a better quality of life and a better sense of well-being so like being able to put on a two-piece bathing suit and walk to the beach is just like it's almost like a rebirth it's like <laughs> 
it's just something that people have not been able to do. Like I hear people say, I won't wear a tank top in the summer because I can't bear my arms. And, and to me, that's so sad. And I've been there too. So I'm not like, you know, I'm not, yeah, I'm not in any way being like, you know, condescending when I say this, it's so sad because it's boiling hot out and people are dying in clothing because they can't show their arms. Um, And that's because of this societal message that's really kind of lied to us. Like that's wrong. That's bad. That's ugly. That's, you know, all these different things. So for somebody to be the inspiration where they can actually unrobe and be like, here's my body and I'm proud of it and I'm going to the beach and I'm going to swim how many times have I heard from my clients that they watch their kids swim and they sit in their clothing at the side of the pool? Mm-hmm. And like, those are the types of memories that they're making with their kids. They're not able to get in the water and like experience life with them at that level. Right. Like, it's just, it's so sad to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Um, and w- it's funny that you actually brought up like specifically the not showing your arms thing because Like when I first moved to LA, like a year after when I was like 15 years old, I went to my mom and I said, mom, I'm getting rid of all my like no sleeve shirts just because I hated my arms so much. Like I hated it and I got rid of all those shirts. And now my mom's so confused and I'm like, Hey mom, like, can I get these shirts? And they're like bando tops or like sleeveless. And she's like, okay, what happened to like, you didn't want to wear sleeveless shirts. And I'm like, I don't know. I just want to. Um, And so I definitely can like so relate to that message because even now I still don't wear them for dance. And I think that just shows that like even people that you're inspired by have so much growing to do. And um, I still don't wear them to dance just because I am still insecure about, you know, oh, if I do this move, it's going to jiggle or it'll look bad or take away from my dancing. Um, But I can definitely relate to that message. So it's funny that you said that. (laughs) Yeah, I think even the most body positive um, leaders out there. Like I, I have the same thing. Like when I'm doing a move where I'm like holding the weights out in front, it's like, can they see the sack? Like we all have this, right? Just because we are presenting ourselves as, um, body positive kind of leaders in this, in this realm, it doesn't mean that, 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 anything goes all the time. Like there are still moments where it's like, I don't like that angle. And, and that's ingrained in us. That's, that's a lifetime of work. That's not something that goes away, you know, from a couple of years of, you know, just being a part of a movement. It's, it's, it's a, it's an everyday thing. I still think even though there is this movement out there, that there's even a stronger message that it's still wrong, right? Like we do have this movement, but it's not as strong as the mainstream. It's not as strong as, you know, still the ads that are out there, the way that fitness is presented specifically. um, It's just, it's not as strong. It's getting better, but I, I still think we have a ways to go on that front. And the dance world, come on, they've got a long you know, fitness, the fitness industry and the dance world still have a very long way to go in what that looks like. I do feel like most recent events where we already had a body positive movement going and then we have this 
you know, pivotal time in history where there's an abundance of racial tension that this, our society is demanding at this stage that we have better inclusion and diversity in what we put out there. And that is not just race, although we need to step it up in a very big way in the racial department, but in age, in size, in gender, in, in all of it, right? We need to, we need to do better. We, the mainstream of white, skinny, young people is just over. The age of that is done, as far as I'm concerned. But is it? Yeah, it's probably not going away anytime soon, but at least we're making progress. We're getting closer. So I can't complain. Yeah. We can, we can um, you know, influence our corners of the world. And every guest I've had on the show, it's been like, I just see the, the strong work that everyone's doing and the influence that those people are having. And it's like, you know, this is impacting people. This is impacting change in our, in our world for sure. So just to leave off, where, what would be your message to a young girl maybe even a girl your age or younger, who is trying to make a career in dance, or maybe not even in dance, just trying to follow her dreams, and maybe doesn't fit the part that is being presented, what would you, what's the advice that you would give to someone like that? Um, I would say that I can relate to them. I, I've been there, um, and I'm still there, you know, just because I, I have a career doesn't mean that um, I don't struggle or I my life is perfect or I, I never get cut from auditions like that happens all the time um, and I would just say that if you love what you're doing then continue doing it no matter what people think um, and if people are telling you that you don't fit in or you don't look a right way or you're too tall or too big or or too black or too this or too that um, then you should continue doing what you're doing because you are needed in that industry, whatever it may be. Um, and just keep fighting because once you do get there, it'll be so rewarding and you'll be able to inspire so many people to follow in your footsteps, um, talking from firsthand experience. Um, so even though the journey is very hard and it can be very uh, traumatizing and exhausting and painful um, once you do get there it will be so worth it and just keep doing what you love and if you love it then you'll succeed at it fantastic yeah I think that that is the golden key like especially when it's backed by passion it's just like you know there are some things that I do in my career that I don't have a choice because I'm so driven it's like it's like an outside force that is like you know, there's time, like I get kicked down and get back up and you have to have passion behind that kind of tumultuous relationship. Otherwise you just wouldn't be able to sustain it. So if you're out there and you're passionate, yeah, just ride the waves. Cause there are like in anything you do and there's going to be ups and downs and the highs are pretty high. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for being such an inspiration to, women and men probably of all ages but specifically to the younger girls out there that are you know able to look up to you because i think that there's a real lack of role models in in body positive influencers out there 
Um, so thank you for the work that you're doing and thank you for everything you're putting out there and having the courage to keep showing up and doing it because yeah, it's not easy. Thank you. Ah, uh, thank you so much. I had so much fun talking to you and thank you for having me. That's our show, folks. Thanks for listening. If you liked today's episode, please share it on social media with your friends. And if you're looking for a size-inclusive space to unleash the athlete within you, don't forget to check out the Big Fit Girl community at bigfitgirl.com. Until next time.